This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Fake it till you make it. A slogan that uh, actually, and at this point, unsurprisingly, works way more often than it should. It's actually pretty damn good advice for anyone trying to, I don't know, fit it in a new school or a new job. And you'd be surprised to see how far faking it can get you in your social life or career. As long as you don't go too far. Yeah, you got to keep the lies at a reasonable level. Mm-hmm. There are, of course, no shortage of examples of people attempting to fake it till they make it that ended up blowing up in their face. And one of the most memorable examples from this show was the band Threaten, who artificially boosted their image and popularity on social media, landed actual international touring gigs, and then had everything fall apart in historic fashion because no one showed up because no one knew who they were in real life. It was hilarious. It's my favorite grift. And it exposed their con to the world. They had hired touring musicians to go with them who were like, wait, hold on, what, what is going on? Uh, they were playing actual like big venues in uh, the UK. And they're just like, literally no one's Empty here. room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got another wonderful fake it till you make it story for you this week. And it involves a fake football team from a fake school making it all the way onto a nationwide television broadcast on literally the biggest sports network that exists, ESPN. And I want to say from the jump here that, like, I kind of feel bad because, like, these guys just want to play football. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, I respect the hustle. I do, they, I do. These guys, they got a hell of a lot of moxie, and... Uh, Unfortunately, listen, a lot of... Like, it's not their fault all these other people in the process failed to do even the tiniest bit of due diligence. Yeah, and, you know... Although generally, you just assume that a high school sports team exists. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, this well, yeah. isn't strange at all. You'd have to be a fucking crazy person to go through all the trouble of faking this. But the problem is, like, sometimes Moxie can get you far, but it sometimes can. it cannot produce actual talent. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's where things fall apart. Yeah. So we'll give you the brief overview, and then we'll dive into some of the details of how exactly this went down. But basically, a team named Bishop Sycamore from Ohio, was able to somehow con its way into one of the biggest high school football games of the year, where the entire game was broadcast live on ESPN, complete with commentators and everything, despite there being no reason for them to be there. It was, they literally weren't a school. And they, <laughs> and they did not belong in this competition at all. And uh, Far also, from it. not even high school age. Yeah. Almost uh, these guys. <laughs> we'll get to it. So yeah, this all started to unravel during the game itself. Uh, where the commentators from ESPN started to actually worry about the health and safety of the Bishop Sycamore players as they headed towards absolute annihilation and a final score of 58-0 to at the hands of their opponent, the very real IMG Academy, which is referred to as a super team filled with top college prospects. Mm -hmm. Adding to that, this breakdown from Twitter user Dawson Boyd sums up the rest. There has never been a Bishop Sycamore. They played two games in three days. Their head coach currently has an active arrest warrant. Most of the players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age. How has ESPN scammed this badly? And that thread is long. Uh, it goes into a <laughs> hell of a lot of detail. Yeah, in the days that followed the game, pretty much every sports outlet and uh, even national media have dug into the story to figure out how it all went down. Uh, here's some insight from the Washington Post, which pulls from uh, two of the outlets who were all over this thing. Uh, one is a very big, uh, predominant outlet called The Athletic, and another is a site called Awful Announcing. Um, that site is credited with blowing the lid off this whole thing. Uh, here you go. The story of how this happened features many of the trappings of hyper-professionalized youth sports, a made-for-TV high school in need of a game, a sports network looking for content, 
and the coach of a suspect school who believed TV's bright lights would make him and his players stars. ESPN declined to make any executives available, placing the blame on Paragon Marketing, a Chicago-based company that has put together high school matchups for ESPN for two decades. Adding, quote, Johnson, the Ohio school's coach, was removed from that position, USA Today reported Tuesday after the story was published. But in an interview Monday, Johnson expressed no regrets. Quote, no one had ever heard of us before we got this game, he said. And he's got a great point. Yeah. This man, he knows the hustle. And now you never would have known about him if he hadn't tricked uh, everyone yeah. into believing. Plays like a Disney story. He took a bunch of scrappy young lads yeah. who, uh, you know, otherwise were neglected by other teams or anything like that. And he brought them together and made them the biggest team in the nation for at least one night. Maybe for the wrong yeah. reasons, but the biggest team in the nation for at least one night. You've heard of them. Yes. So the article continues, explaining how this even happened in the first place, which, yeah, a lot of questions there. IMG needed a game. The boarding school and sports training facility in Bradenton, Florida, <laughs> is <Yeah>. annually one <laughs> yeah. of the top high school teams in the country. Essentially a professionalized all-star team, it often has trouble scheduling games against well-matched opponents. But a team with so many high-profile recruits also sells on TV. So as part of this past weekend's high school kickoff celebration, IMG was scheduled to play in Canton, Ohio, near the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Paragon believed it was a perfect fit for a Sunday night ESPN game. It just needed an opponent for IMG. <laughs> and we've got just the opponent. Uh, so Paragon reached out to a bunch of schools. No one wanted to face IMG. So they dug deeper and contacted a, a guy named Joe Maimoni. Joe Maimon. Sorry, on... Joe. We don't know how to pronounce it. I, I think Maimoni. Probably close they to... called a local Italian-American named Joe. Yeah. Who, uh, I In guess, New Jersey, it, by the way. So this uh, this lines up. Yeah. So this guy, he runs a, a side hustle, matching teams together, because apparently he just loves football. Yeah. Especially high school football. Mm -hmm. uh, the coach, Bishop Sycamore, had previously been in touch with that guy. And after showing him practice facilities and the school's certificate of recognition from the state of Ohio, both of which would prove the team legitimate, uh, Maimoni agreed to work with them. Yeah. From the article... When Paragon came looking for a game for IMG, Maimoni put out the word to some 200 schools that IMG needed an opponent at the end of August in Canton. One school responded, Bishop Sycamore. Quote, they should be commended, Maimoni said. They're the only school that had the guts to take on the best. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> I mean, he is. Like, again, you gotta hand it to him. What the, yeah. They were willing to do whatever it took. They did nothing wrong. <laughs> The coach, maybe. The players probably knew that they shouldn't be playing high school football. But hey, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. It is. <laughs> and and in their minds, probably like, yeah, we're going to go beat up on some high school kids. Like, it'll be yeah. an easy game. Yeah. Easy. And they're probably listening to Lose Yourself in the Locker Room. Mm -hmm. Getting all hyped up. If you up. had one chance. Slapping the roof of that door frame. If you had one chance to be on ESPN playing football against mm -hmm. high school students, would you take it? Or would you run away like a bitch? This is Back our chance. to reality. Oh, the go and then they, it didn't work out so well for them. But they still did it. Uh, it continues. When ESPN televises a high school game, schools usually put together rosters, headshots, and fact sheets about their players and the school. Bishop Sycamore never did no that. No need. Production staffers finally received a roster last week that listed around 10 players with Division I scholarship offers. But according to two people who reviewed it, it was riddled with mistakes. Many of the offers could not be verified, and some of the players appeared not to be on the team. After a Google search offered few clues about the school, the production team grew wary, people involved said. 
As soon as the game started, the production team's worst fears were confirmed. Players' jersey numbers did not match the printed roster, IMG scored with ease, Bishop Sycamore didn't look as if it was even running plays, one person on the production team said. Quote, it was like these four- and five-star recruits against the JV team. We were really worried. Yeah, so as for whether or not this school really exists, uh, you kind of just have to have faith and believe. Mm -hmm. No, seriously, it's essentially a religious company, so they they can basically say whatever, and you can't question it. Sorry, this is God's uh, will. Yeah. It's God's plan. So it was founded by the coach in 2019 as a school for football players, which would partner with another local school, Youth Build Columbus, to provide the education to the players. Mm -hmm. The coach basically just built everything to the local school that it was partnering with. And once they became suspicious before anything had actually been signed, connecting the local school with this football academy, the actual school backed out of the deal. They're like, wait, wait, what are all these bills for? This is weird. Yeah, so we're not going to go ahead with this and then... Uh, Bishop Sycamore just went ahead with it anyway. We're going to go ahead with it. Uh, quote, it wasn't the first school Johnson has been associated with that has had trouble. In 2018, he served as the spokesman of Christians of Faith Academy, another football-focused school, when it had its recognition revoked by the Ohio Department of Education because it was not a functioning school. Johnson defended Bishop Sycamore during the interview Monday with The Post. He said the school does, in fact, have a physical address where students both work out and attend classes. He said Bishop Sycamore is recognized by the Ohio Board of Education, the same documentation he showed Maimoni earlier this year, and students attend classes in person and online. Um, okay. But they add the quote, Bishop Sycamore's recognition from the state is for a non-charter, non-tax school reserved for organizations with truly held religious beliefs. Asked about that designation, Johnson said the school was founded by ministers, that students pray before games, and that the school infuses life lessons with biblical themes. On Monday, the Columbus Dispatch visited the physical address listed by Bishop Sycamore on its documentation with the state and found an indoor sports facility with no classrooms. By Tuesday, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine had called for an investigation into Bishop Sycamore as his opponents began pulling out of games. Yeah. Um, and and it unraveled. The, the whole scam unraveled. Yeah, so look, it's yeah. perfectly okay to feel bad for these players. They yeah. literally, they just want to play some goddamn football. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh-huh, and they, <laughs> they hustled their way into uh, a hell of a game. They did. Not for uh, them, A game but... that you can't see anymore because it has been uh, actively uh, deleted from everywhere that posts clips or full versions of it. Sorry, ESPN, the North remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they were probably just under the impression that this was a legitimate step in the right direction for a professional career. They were yeah. doing what was best for them, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't knock it. Yeah, I can't, no. He got a hand at them for not only showing up and playing, but also doing so two days after another game where they also got destroyed. I mean, they're they, not even taking breaks. No, they were like, they're going out there fuck hurt. it, where's the next one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got next. Yeah. They're getting the shit rocked to be like, all right, let's do it again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, literally, don't hate the player. Hate the game. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, it's it's also obvious that these players were terrible and they, they couldn't just, like, the secret themselves into, uh, <laughs> you know. They couldn't yeah. put this on their vision board and just manifest wins against actual competitive teams. Yeah, you can have, you can believe all you want and have all the faith and say, you know, all the big motivational speech. You can do all of that. But it's specifically when it comes to sports, yeah. you actually have to have the talent and athletic ability to back it up. Yeah. Which is just a a reason why you can't do this in sports. But it's inspirational other than that. Yeah. Other than that, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, I mean this this basically played out antithetically to any kids sports movie where they do overcome all the odds and obstacles to win by just believing in themselves cuz this is reality. So yeah, they got fucking destroyed. Yeah. But I cannot know, wait. other than that, very cool. Cannot wait to watch the 30 for 30 I on know. this one. Or maybe ESPN probably wants to put this behind him, but Netflix has a new sports documentary show that's essentially the same thing. Oh called Untold. They did uh, Malice in the Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Still haven't watched that. So I want to see the Netflix Untold of this because ESPN doesn't even want to acknowledge that this ever happened. They, yeah. they wish that it would go away very fast. Come on, guys. Own your shit. Yeah. Uh, anyways, while we're on the topic of schools getting wildly mocked for various reasons, let's look at something far less scandalous and instead it's something that's you know just some good old-fashioned fun that we were uh, actually surprised went on for so long. We're not really sure if traditional prank phone calls are really a thing anymore. I mean, outside of maybe Kit Boga trolling scammers yeah. for hours on end over on Twitch. But the the, pla- the classic prank call, like the style that was made famous by Bart Simpson calling Moe's and giving off fake names, uh, it just feels kind of dated. It's also harder to do when every phone is a cell phone and has caller ID on it. Yeah. It's also the fact that uh, getting on the phone these days at all seems like a, a chore or a relic of the past. Yeah. And millennials just don't answer the phone because all we get are spam phone calls. Yeah, it's just spam likely nonstop. Yeah. I can't even imagine that Zoomers or whatever they call the generation below them will ever take a phone call unless it's something outrageously important. No, yeah. Uh, luckily, uh, it's still actually really funny. And it happened with great success recently during a school board meeting with a representative desperately trying to be respectful of some of the potential speakers' names. He really gave it a shot with some of these and uh, a hoped or assumed that they were real as he was reading them, despite no one coming up and speaking or jumping on the phone and speaking. Uh, Here's the story from the local outlet there, uh, the Henrico Citizen. The Henrico School Board was more than three hours into its agenda August 26th when it arrived at the public comment portion of the meeting. And given the serious nature of its discussions to that point, COVID-19, a return to school, transportation issues, the school resource officer program, and the adoption of pre-Labor Day uh, start times in coming years, among others, perhaps board members could be excused for not paying much attention to the names of those who had apparently signed up to speak. And here's the video. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Sulk, Suk, Mahidik. Suk, Mahidik. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. Eileen Dolan. Well, there you go. Uh, just, you know, wonderful. Yeah. I think I think it's it's nice to see stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Harmless fun. Good, clean fun. <laughs> Compared to stuff that's happening at school board meetings these days. Yeah, this is very low. This on is the, something uh, everyone can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Nick Lutzko, great new uh, school board video uh, of all things <laughs> really to, have, to yeah. have been released recently. I'm only happy when I'm screaming at my I need to exercise my freedom. 
Go watch the new Nick Lotzko video. It's great. Uh, we'll leave a link to that in the description. But uh, we do have plenty more news coming up for you. Uh, but first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Magic Spoon. Ooh. Now, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. Uh, but look, got to give it up. It's full of sugar, all kinds of junk that you shouldn't be eating. Luckily, in steps Magic Spoon with a great tasting cereal that's got zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, only 140 calories. And you can eat it with a fork. Yeah, because that's all we had on set. Try Magic Spoon's <laughs> best-selling flavors in a four-flavor variety pack featuring cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I recently had uh, my favorite now. It has uh, risen its way to the top of all of them. Maple waffle. Yeah, new flavors just dropped recently, and the maple waffle one is, I think, the goat. It is uh, fantastic. It's great. Um, anyways, it tastes like regular cereal from your childhood, but it's super nutritious. Honestly, too good to be true. By the way, uh, while Elliot eats, it's uh, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Mm. Elliot, where can they get this delicious cereal? <clears throat> Click the link below to grab a variety pack. Try it out today, and be sure to use the promo code Today Daily, all one word, at checkout to get five dollars up. <clears throat> to get five dollars off any order. Sorry, my mouth is dry. Yeah, use use There's, milk use or milk. almond milk if or gonna, milk or whatever you're going to use. Do not attempt without milk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just go to MagicSpoon.com/slash/todaydaily. By the way, they are now shipping up to Canada, mm -hmm. and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason. They'll refund your money, no questions asked. Click the link below and use the code TODAYDAILY for $5 off or go to magicspoon.com slash TODAYDAILY. To save $5 today, I'm going to get one more, one more forkful. There you go. Mm. That's good. The fork's good because if you're using milk but you don't want it to be too soggy, it lets Mag it run out. Magic fork. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back into the news. And uh, we spoke recently about a family who got busted with fake vaccination paperwork over in Hawaii. And the whole reason they got caught was incredibly stupid. They went a little overboard with their <laughs> fake vaccine card scam, and they decided to get, you know what, while we're here, let's get some cards made for the kids, too. Our very small Our kids. very young children. Who, under no circumstances, would ever have <laughs> access to the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, their kids were literally too young to get the vaccine because it hasn't been approved for their age group. So this obviously set off some alarm bells with the authorities. And it was strange enough that, you know what, let's take a look into this. Turned out, yep, fake vaccine cards. So not only was their vacation ruined, but they were also arrested and fined $8,000 for their trouble. Uh, but despite the legal risks and the fact that you could just actually get the vaccine and receive a real vaccine card, yeah. fake vaccine cards are sadly an actual business right now. And baby, business is booming. Yes. Uh, this sucks. So yeah, yeah it's uh, this seems like a real easy way to make some good money. Yeah, but it should also be noted that it's highly fucking illegal, considering that it is by definition faking official government documents. <laughs> yeah, it's for whatever reason it sounds like it's less than oh, it is. But it's it's like forging any government yeah, document. Yeah, it's a uh, this is a serious crime. Yeah, and yeah, outside of the financial penalties, uh, making fake vaccine cards could land you in federal prison for up to five years. Yeah. Also, it's very unethical. It's Fuck extremely you. unethical. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just it's one of those things with this pandemic. If you ask these people in any other circumstance, if they'd be willing to either fake some government documents for themselves or manufacture fake government's documents to sell to others, they'd probably think that was a bad idea because it is. Yeah. But nope. This is now apparently a justifiable act of defiance. Or uh, I don't get it. But yeah. 
Another thing that you would assume is that if someone were to be making fake documents, they would probably want to do so in secret without leaving some sort of paper trail or direct evidence linking them to the crimes that they are committing. You would hope. But no. <laughs> I want as many links in this chain as possible. Yeah, these... Uh... I mean, as many points of failure as can exist, I want that. These people, they got, they got horse pace for brains, <laughs> yeah. and they are proud of breaking the law in full public view. And as we've seen a lot recently, they love telling on themselves and bragging about their crimes on social media. Yeah. And these, these are the same people that went to the Capitol, broke a bunch of windows. Here I am. <laughs> live streamed it. By the way, yes, this is me breaking into the U.S. Capitol. Mm -hmm. What did I do? Wait, wait, hold on. I was I just caught up in the moment. <laughs> But that brings us to today's story. Anti-vax mama, mm. an unlikely entrepreneur who happily and willingly marketed her fake vaccine card side hustle all over Instagram, selling hundreds of forged documents to other freedom fighters online. That is, until she was somehow, somehow caught. How? And is now facing multiple felonies and at least one misdemeanor charge for good measure. Uh, from the New York Times, a New Jersey woman who used the Instagram handle anti-vaxmama was charged in a conspiracy to sell hundreds of fake coronavirus vaccination cards over the social media platform, Manhattan prosecutors said on Tuesday. The allegations against the woman, Jasmine Clifford, 31, were unveiled in Manhattan criminal court. Prosecutors said that Ms. Clifford sold about 250 forged cards over Instagram. She also worked with another woman, Nadazia Barkley, 27, who is employed at a medical clinic in Pachogi, New York, to fraudulently, fraudulently enter at least 10 people into New York's immunization database. And that's the, yeah, this part is real bad. Fucking crazy. They, yeah. These people not only have a fake vax card, they are literally listed in the database. So as, if someone looked them up, they'd be yeah. like, yeah, this person's clearly vaccinated. Uh, yeah. No problem. So, I mean, technically their vaccination cards are legit. It's just they're it was under a, false I, pretenses. Yeah, a crime was committed in order to get that. Yeah, this is, uh, I've been seeing posts about this and yeah, these these anti-vaxxers on like Instagram or whatever, they're just literally like fans of theirs that work at pharmacies. They're like, hey, I can help you out by like committing a bunch of crimes for you. Yeah, and it's, it's like fucking insane. I don't even want to say it's one thing because it's still terrible, but like you do see a lot of like mostly, it is mostly performative because a lot of places don't like, I've had to show my vaccination card one time. Yeah. So it is a <laughs> lot of performative like, <laughs> yeah, I got the vax card kind of thing. Yeah. But like, what, where this goes is like on a completely different level of criminality. Uh, All to just avoid getting, getting something that is literally <laughs> a could free save your vaccine life. that could save your life. Yeah. Um, it, it continues. There was a warrant out for Miss Clifford's arrest, but she did not appear in the courtroom on Tuesday. She is expected to be charged with two felonies related to the scheme, in addition to the conspiracy charge, which is a misdemeanor. The article continues. Beginning in May, prosecutors said Miss Clifford, who described herself online as an entrepreneur and the operator of multiple businesses, began advertising forged vaccination cards through her Instagram account. She charged $200 for the falsified cards, prosecutors said. For $250 more, Ms. Barkley would enter a customer's name into New York's official immunization database, enabling him or her to obtain the state's Excelsior Pass, a digital certificate of vaccination. It's fucked up. Uh, yeah. So, wait. Yeah. What's wild about this is it kind of flew under the radar until a TikTok user named uh, Tizzy Ent not only brought it to the attention of his two million followers, but uh, actually contacted her 
through DM, did a little detective work, and got her to it. She admitted it right there. <laughs> she, she admitted, she admitted yeah. that she was working with people who could enter non-vaccinated people's names into the local system that verifies vaccination. Yeah, he basically told her that he works for yeah, like, uh, hey, I can a pharmacy in Florida. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, by the way, so, we are doing this crime. Yeah, and, th- and this is what you're doing with other people, right? Yeah. And, and how does it work with them? <laughs> yeah. When you work with them to do this, how exactly does it's it work? It's incredible how, how easy he got her to just... And she admitted. Yeah, yeah. She, she admitted all of it. So, um, yeah, here, just watch some of this original video. It's great. And it's, it's, it's wild how brazen this woman was about this whole thing. Yeah. Enjoy. Meet five-star Jazzy. She has over 300,000 followers on Instagram and quite a few hustles. You'll notice in her description, founder of Anti-Vax Mama 2. Yeah, that's because Anti-Vax Mama, her original account, got deleted. And I suspect it's because she posted stuff like this. Advertising that she's selling fake COVID-19 vaccine cards for 200 bucks a pop, but they'll have real lot numbers on them. She posted this the other day explaining that she has a backlog of messages and also that she's looking to expand her team. So if you have computer access at hospitals or CVS, DM me ASAP. Now that led me to believe that she's either stealing existing lot numbers and putting them on the cards, or she's getting someone to enter people into the system that haven't been vaccinated to generate their own lot numbers. But I didn't want to make assumptions, so I decided to message her and ask. I told her I work at a Walgreens. She said to text her ASAP. She asked if I had access to enter the vaccine information into the system, and then asked because I'm in Florida, how do people verify here that they're in the system? Because in New York, they have an app. And the person she has in New York doing this can provide the numbers that the people can check in the app. I explained in Florida, we have a site you can do that on and ask what exactly she needed. She told me she provides the person's name, date of birth, address, the vaccination date, asked if I can backdate them, and then has me enter them into the system to generate lot numbers. So I would enter them in the system as if they had just received the vaccine, which they have not. But the system would believe that they have. Uh, anyway, speaking of freedom fighters, their lawyer has left the building. I and, love this. And maybe the city. And, Actually, and, nobody knows where he is right now. And maybe uh, maybe, maybe the earthly realm. Maybe this mortal coil. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Pierce is currently representing, or at least he was, uh, and he's also been an outspoken advocate for 17 clients who were charged with attacking the Capitol on January 6th. Now he's gone, and nobody knows where he is. At least at the time that we filmed this video, uh, that's still the case. Uh, here's from the New York Times, quote, The mysterious disappearance of the lawyer John Pierce began last Tuesday, prosecutors say, when he missed a hearing for one of the many cases where he is representing a defendant in the Capitol riot investigation. The young associate who took his place said that Mr. Pierce had a conflict. At the time, no one seemed to give it much mind. But in the days that followed, Mr. Pierce, who is defending more cases connected to the riot than any other lawyer, missed additional hearings and the reasons for his absence started changing. Hmm. And this is also the same guy who represented uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Briefly. Oh, he did? Oh, it was just briefly? I think Rittenhouse eventually... Actually, I don't know. Wait, no. I'm thinking of Lynn Wood. No. Who is I don't know. There's so many of these like fucking hack lawyers in the uh, but conservative this guy is, sphere. He is very publicly, proudly yeah. uh, representing anyone that is wrapped up on yeah. uh, the the r- right side of the you know of the political spectrum, right mm-hmm. side of things, um, and uh, has done plenty of press interviews and all that kind of stuff. So he's very out there. Yeah. So his disappearance. It's is weird for him to suddenly be. Yeah. Uh, where, where, where are you, John Pierce? Mm-hmm. So uh, the article continues. On Wednesday, his associate told a judge in one case that Mr. Pierce had gotten COVID-19 and was in the hospital on a ventilator, but only after telling a prosecutor in another case that Mr. Pierce had been in a car accident. That same evening, a different associate told a reporter that Mr. Pierce had in fact been hospitalized, but was getting care for dehydration and exhaustion. 
Finally, on Monday, after Mr. Pierce had still failed to emerge, the government got involved. Federal prosecutors issued letters to several judges in 17 capital riot cases, informing them that no one in the Justice Department had heard from Mr. Pierce in a week, and that multiple phone numbers for his law firm appeared to have been disconnected. Uh, what is going on? <laughs> it's very strange. Like, and yeah, I mean, look, we don't know for sure. We had to, if we I, had to guess. Like, I, I think a lot of people's minds are probably going towards this being a Jeffrey Epstein thing. And I don't think it's that at all. No. I think I, this guy either actually has COVID I and think is he, dying. Yeah, he's probably dying of COVID and he's embarrassed about it. Yes. Or he's <laughs> in the Caribbean somewhere with yeah. briefcases full of money. And it's but so I'm leaning more him. towards great grift. <laughs> yes. I'm leaning more towards he probably has a debilitating case of COVID. Yeah, he's probably one of these people that has just been like mouth kissing everyone around him for the last year and the Delta variant uh finally got him. Yeah. But uh no one knows. It's probably COVID though. It it probably um, is, yeah. Anyway, his reps are still making up stories for him. They keep changing their stories. It was a car accident. It, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm sure we'll find out sometime in the near future if uh, John Pierce is alive or well, dead. Well, you checking the Herman Cain Award subreddit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, seriously, at this point, if I was one of these people and I knew uh, about the Herman Cain subreddit, I would I would hide my own death. It has had such an, like, a, I'm fascinated by it, so it's hard to not check in every once in a while. Oh, it's, it's my it daily, is, like... It has uh, had a very negative mental effect on me because of my extended family. Oh, I'm and, sure. And I, if I could trust that they would actually open it, read it, and go through a bunch of posts on it, I think it would actually maybe scare them into finally getting the vaccine. But that would rely them honestly going through and looking at things. Yeah. Uh, it certainly made me very cold-hearted. Uh, I, I don't like what it's done to me where I'm now just scrolling through this subreddit every day. I'm like, well, that's a shame. You're dead. I, Next. Yeah, I have a, a harder, I'm, it's harder for me to to find joy. I'm not finding joy, but I'm just like, well, what? I mean, you fucked around and you found out. Because I look at it and I'm like, there's, look, there's very, very, you know, bad people who spread misinformation on purpose out there who are, you know, actually responsible for uh, the deaths of people inadvertently or directly yeah. and then there's people who are look for back lack of a better term brainwashed uh yeah they are but I, one thing i've noticed is a lot of these people who are pretty brainwashed they still do have people in their lives who are like calling them out on this shit and they're just not listening yeah i it's well it's hard to talk to someone who has their feet planted firmly in the ground and refuses yeah. to because like that's another thing where it's like that's admitting defeat or admitting that you're wrong and Americans just don't do that. I would, that is rather, not, I would rather go down with the ship before admitting any fault. That's kind of a big thing in like classic yeah. American culture. We don't admit failure yeah. at all. We would rather. We've never, uh, from a government level all the way down. Nope. Never. Through business all the way down to like your day to day life. Like Americans will never admit failure. They'll, they'd rather like lose their house. Yeah. Because they were right standing up to like something uh, than admit that they were wrong. It's, or their life in this case. Yeah. Um, which uh, might be a generational change at this point because well, the effects of, uh, you know, being that way are very clearly being displayed to everyone on a daily basis. Um, anyways, <laughs> again, we live in hell. Yeah. Anyway, gamers. What's up, gamers? Hey, gamers. Or, sorry, get out of here, American gamers. I'm, we're only talking to Chinese gamers, yes. gamers in China. Because remember when we reported on a little 
curfew that was being rolled out by the government so that kids couldn't play certain games after bedtime. They had the, the little boy camera. Uh, <laughs> That's a little boy. Child, confirmed. Child detected. Yes. Um, well, things just got a whole lot worse. And it's now being reported that anyone under the age of 18 will only be able to play their video games for three hours a week. You better have a fucking great match in that one little mm-hmm. block of time that you get. How am I supposed to get good? Yeah. From The Verge, children under the age of 18 will now be restricted to one hour of gaming from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and on public holidays. That's a change from the previous limit of one and a half hours of online gameplay on most days. Gaming companies must restrict online gameplay outside those hours, according to Reuters, and must have a real-name verification system in place to ensure the new rules are enforced. Regulators say they'll also work with parents and schools to help combat gaming addiction amongst Chinese youth. The new rules issued today come a month after an article published by State Media described online games as spiritual opium. Oh, my God. Although the phrase was later removed, the tone of the article, especially in hindsight, left little doubt that state intervention was inevitable. Yeah. Um, and that has uh, the digital opium thing. I mean, that on its own, it's like, it's pretty uh, extreme metaphor. But if you know Chinese history, it's literally like, they're basically saying that the West is importing video games into China to like uh, numb the, yeah. the minds of the Chinese youth. Because that's what Britain did with opium in the yeah. 1800s. And what's uh, also going to be interesting to watch play out is the E-sports? billions of dollars of investment that Chinese oh, yeah. companies have put into Western game companies. I mean, I don't think they care because yeah. they're making most of their money outside of China. Yeah, true. I'm worried about esports, though. All these uh, Chinese esports players, what are they going to do? How are they supposed to get good? They'll have to wait until they're 18. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we were lovingly asked to participate in a wonderful video from one of our favorite channels the, on this the entire funniest, site. The funniest channel on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we are in the brand new video from uh, Internet Comment Etiquette with Eric. Uh, Sal- Moonbase Salvia. Moonbase Salvia. Uh, without giving away too much, it's a... It's a the title's there. You get it. Yeah. But uh, we were able to uh, join Eric for this uh, this project, and it, it came out great. Uh, it was it was awesome, uh, you know, getting to hang out with people again in person and yeah. film some stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's a great video, and we had a blast uh, hanging out and filming it with him. So uh, make sure you check that out. Subscribe to his channel. Or if you're uh, here from the uh, Salvia Moonbase video, hey, welcome. 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 Don't forget to subscribe. Bienvenue. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to check out our most recent videos over here. We have a new episode of Weekly Weird News about how uh, animals are reclaiming the earth. And, uh, and also um, a, recent, <laughs> a recent news dump uh, that uh, talks about... Uh, I have a dream. Uh, the uh, Martin Luther King experience in Fortnite, which, uh, by the way, Martin Luther King's daughter uh, is distancing herself from the Fortnite event. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Anyways, check those out. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. and We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.